0: Hi, this is Dr. Ziegenbein, your favorite rheumatologist and fibromyalgia expert coach. Fibromyalgia has the capacity to rule and even ruin your life. I am here to show you how to stand up to it, how to be your fibromyalgia boss, once and for all. Well, hello, everyone. I have an exciting guest today, Dr. Yasmin, who is an amazing gynecologist. And I first met her at our both previous place of employment at Marshfield Clinic in Walsall, which is in central Wisconsin. We actually met both in terms of professional patient care, but also we discovered each other while we were walking near our residencies on a pathway in Weston. And then our paths split away, but we found each other again. And I'm very excited to welcome Dr. Yasmin to our podcast. And the reason this is very relevant is because many, many of fibromyalgia patients do suffer with vaginal pain, and that will be the one of the topics of our conversation today. So Dr. Yasmin, welcome. Please introduce yourself to my audience.
1: Thank you for having me, Dr. Z. I am Dr. Yasmin. I'm a board certified OBGYN and uh, I have been in practice as a general OBGYN for the last 20, 20 plus years and uh, I was practicing with Dr. Z in my previous employment. I have to say we shared a couple of patients and uh, we became friends on a very uh, on a very nice walking trail that we had near our homes, as she mentioned. And uh, I learned uh, a lot about her while we were walking. And I, I was with her son, watching him go with her, his mom. So it was a wonderful moments we shared. And then we reconnected back again. So what do I do right now is I moved away from my previous employment in Wisconsin. And I had yeah, it is a it you disappeared. <laughs> I know, I know. It was like life happened and I moved, I, I moved from Wisconsin, like, uh, like Dr. Z moved from Wisconsin to yeah, another she- state as well, like near Boston. So we both moved away from our previous employment, but we took on a path of our passion. Like just like the way Dr. Z's uh, passion is in fibromyalgia, my passion was in menopause and sexual health. So I started a practice, an independent uh, clinical practice here in Raleigh, North Carolina. So I take care of patients in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I do telemedicine consultation for patients anywhere in Wisconsin and also North Carolina.
0: Um, Oh, okay. So to telehealth, gynecology,
1: okay. Yeah, it's mainly for menopause and sexual health. I don't do much of general gynecology, like operative surgeries, and I don't do anything other than uh, perimenopause, menopause, and uh, pelvic pain and sexual dysfunction, like low libido or painful intercourse or uh, arousal disorder or gasmine disorder. Anything to do with intimate health of women, where there is a huge gap in um, in both the care and the knowledge about these areas. I take care of them on my clinical platform, both for Wisconsin and North Carolina. I'm also available for a consultation anywhere in the world as not as a doctor, but as as a guide, as a coach to talk to people as to how to advocate for themselves, how to empower with the information about sexual health and menopause health or even that transition into menopause, what we call as perimenopause, so that they can go to their gynecologist or they can go to their internist or family medicine doctor and really advocate after some knowledge and education awareness that they can get from me. So I'm available for that anywhere. I, I trained in the United Kingdom, so I have a lot of Uh, Colleagues in United Kingdom, and uh, so I collaborate there and Asia, anywhere as a as a consultant, but not as a doctor for those patients. So I'm I'm grateful to be in this space.
0: So for for patients in Wisconsin and North Carolina, you're both a gynecologist and their coach. You're you can serve them. I can
1: be because yes, for Ghana, um, I can be their doctor because I'm licensed to practice in North Carolina. Excellent.
0: Okay. So can we can we I'm I this is quite incredible combination of the topics that you that you chose and very much needed, obviously postmenopausal, menopausal health, sexual health, and intimacy, all topics that you really don't explore deeply with your provider in the office when you have 20 minutes <laughs> or less. So yeah. I assume you have more time for your clients.
1: Yes, yes. My model is very different, Dr. Z. I don't see like every 10 minute kind of a patient like the way we used to do in health systems, in large health systems. My clinic is geared to see about six or seven patients a day. I spend about 60 minutes at least to dive deeper. And uh, it's very unlike the regular health system model, like where we, uh, I'm, I'm sure you and I have seen patients in 10 minutes, and we see about 20 patients a day or 30 patients a day. Like you I, have know, 20. I, do... I have 20 minutes now. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I have seen my OB patients in 10 minutes, every 10 minutes. And wow. I'm sure many clients still continue to see obstetric patients, pregnant patients every 10 minutes. But so my my model is not really in that way. I spend about 60 minutes. Sometimes I overrun those 60 minutes. I spend like. 90 minutes with the patient to really understand where they are coming from, what is causing the problem of pain or what is causing those perimenopause or menopause effects. And then my exam. And then I coach them about lifestyle issues. I coach them about what is impacting their pain. And then I plan their treatment. And the treatment is so detailed, oriented that I write down everything for them and a care plan is given. So it takes a lot of time, unlike the system is it.
0: So can I switch towards or pick on vaginal pain Uh, with intercourse? They don't necessarily have to be menopausal women, just I think it's called dyspareunia pain with Mm -hmm. intercourse. Many of my fibromyalgia patients do suffer with that problem. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? You know, how do you even start explaining that to patients when their primary concern is like, they don't want to have sex with their husbands, which can create Mm -hmm. a problem in their relationship? Like, so where do you start if you can take us through that a little bit?
1: I have to 100% agree, it's not a problem just in the postmenopausal group of women. I have the youngest patient at 18 or 20 years of age where they will start with pain. Pain can be either in the vulva or the vagina, and this pain can just continue to bother their personal life. It really causes a lot of problems for their self esteem, their confidence, it causes anxiety. And it also disrupts their relationships, you know, with their partner. And uh, I have seen patients who have fibromyalgia or any chronic pain syndrome. They do have the, this pain that sets in very early, like in their ages of 20, 25 or 30 years of age. And they would have met at least three or four providers before landing in my office. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I get referrals, like, you know, you can go to Dr. Yaz and she's a sexual pain specialist. And then I get referrals from providers or I have patients who have heard about me or they have heard from another patient and then they come to me. By the time they come to me, Dr. Z, they have been so frustrated with themselves and they have been frustrated with the health system because nobody believes them. you know, they feel they're, Pain is in their head, like it's not true. Like what is hurting? We don't see any pathology. Like what is happening? Yeah. So it, it
0: very similar me... to very similar to fibromyalgia when providers don't understand it. Not you and I, but other providers when they can't yes, explain the it. Absolutely. Yet. So and tell I me how you like, tell me how you take us take them through that. How you?
1: Yeah, I validate. The first thing is I believe and validate their symptoms. I. Bodies don't lie, you know, and if she's hurting and she's having pain, I validate that. The first thing is validation. And then the second thing is, I go back to the basic root of pain. When did it start? Like, what was the first time that this happened? And sometimes it will be years ago, like, you know, four years ago or two years ago, three years ago. My huge passion for this subject is, Dr. Z, is I want my patients, if they've had two episodes of painful intimacy or sexual experience, I want them to see a sexual medicine-trained gynecologist. I don't want them to go beyond two episodes of sexual pain because as you know, you're a fibromyalgia expert, you know there is central sensitization that can happen because the more and more pain they develop. Every nerve in the vestibule of the vulva, the vagina, gets super sensitive and they respond to even touch, even pressure Mm -hmm. as pain. So it's kind of a pathway that they develop from their genital area to their brain. So anything, even if like putting a tampon in or wiping themselves when they are Mm -hmm. having a bowel movement, it triggers pain. Any touch will trigger pain. So, it's very important for those patients to feel okay, I'm hurting three times or four times with sexual intercourse. I need to be checked. I can't just white knuckle sexual intimacy and hope that it's going to go away. That's the first lesson that I tell my patients like, you can't put this on your back burner and think it's going to go away. If pain has set in into your intimacy about two or three times, it's time to seek help.
0: So who do you refer them to? Or, or that's
1: what you do the No, I tell them to come to me or if I can't right. see them or if they are in some other states or something. I tell them to seek sexual medicine trained gynecologist. And we can find those people in, in every state who are tuned in for sexual health under ISHWISH. And I'm a member of the ISHWISH organization. I'm also a member of their advocacy committee. It is called International Society for Study of Women's Sexual Health. It is I-S-S-W-S-H. So the patients can always look up for this national governing body here in our country, and they can look it up for the list um, of providers in their states and uh, come in, go to them, get examined on their vulvas and vaginas, and really get to the bottom of the pain. And, and the causes of pain, very many, you know, like you can dive into different layers of what is causing the pain. So that's how I start. I validate them. I take down their histories. I go to, to the bottom of the road as to what started the pain and how do we go from right. there. Thank you for
0: that. What is the most frequent, if you can, I'm not sure whether it's possible to divide it by causes, like most frequent cause of vaginal pain. I kind of assume that at least in fibromyalgia patients, it's mostly that the exam is normal and that it's mostly central sensitization to pain. What Mm -hmm. is it? Is it the same in your experience?
1: It's about half and half, I would say vulvodynia. It's called vulvodynia in gynecology, which means... uh, we don't see any signs of pain, like we don't see much. It's all neuropathic pain, like it's super sensitive nerves. So when you examine the vestibule of the vagina or the labia, you don't see much like redness or anything other than a faint erythema or redness. And the other half is atrophy or vestibulitis, like inflammation that's happening due to hormonal deficiency, like if somebody is deficient in estrogen, or it could be something because of recurrent yeast infections, you know, like they have had like five or six yeast infections. They've been using over-the-counter medications and nothing is helping them.
0: So going back to vulvodynia, so I assume that there is part of the treatment that is similar for both groups but then they differ. Those who have atrophy would need more hormonal treatment. I assume you use some creams or counsel them on that yes, in that yes. regard. Then, what, mm-hmm. How about the volvodynia without abnormal findings? What do you like any abnormal findings on exam? What do you focus on in that category?
1: Yeah, those people, even though there are no exam findings like inflammation or infection, like you know, I don't have a raging east infection or there is no exam finding at all. Everything looks perfect. And they, I call that as vulvodynia and we don't have a cause. It's neuropathic cause. I still find in majority of those patients that the pelvic floor muscles are extremely tight, what we call as a secondary vaginismus, because the reason this has happened is the poor woman has put up with painful intimacy for years or for months. So what happens like it is you having a painful shoulder, like, you know, you're not lifting up your shoulder because it's hurting and you go into that muscle spasm. And that's exactly what happens. The outlet of the vagina is all with muscles, like, you know, different forms of muscles and the inside of the pelvis. When I check them, they're extremely taut, like, you know, they're extremely tense and I can replicate that pain, even if I don't see on the outside. So there's a component of pelvic floor spasm and uh, be, uh, me being a pelvic surgeon that I've done a lot of pelvic surgeries, I'm able to focally say which muscle is in spasm. And sometimes I do trigger point injections there. So I, I do uh, injections and I do some kind of pelvic physical therapy for them. I, I have a pelvic physical therapist that are attached to my clinic, both here in Raleigh. And I had what it in is- the past as well.
0: Sorry to interrupt. What did you say were the injections you do? That kind of, uh, I didn't quite catch to the that. Point.
1: Yeah. Oh, trigger point. trigger point. Trigger point injections. It yes, I do they yes, work? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Aren't they, are they painful? <laughs> no, we use local anesthetics. Like, you know, we use creams to numb the vaginal area. And I go, as an obstetrician, we are used to doing pudendal blocks in our yeah. lives. Like, people mm-hmm. come in labor. So, We are very much used to finding those muscles. And I was doing surgeries like sacrospinous fixation and vaginal prolapse. So I'm very attuned to what muscle is around the vaginal canal. So I'm able to palpate that and map the pain and go in and inject stuff like Botox. We are using Botox as well in today's world. You know, there are many surgeons who are using Botox to relax those muscles. And sometimes you can use a long acting anesthetic like Marcane. And what happens is it breaks that central sensitization because, you know, the the patient is always used to pain. Like uh, she remembers that. And you are making those pathways between your genital area and your brain. So you're always having pain with sexual intercourse. But once you break that memory of pain, then you are fine you're like you know that patient doesn't feel pain for about two months or three months and then she forgets about pain and then you, oh she okay yes yeah. so she rewires you break this you
0: break the vicious cycle okay
1: yes, do, you, yes, do you i break the
0: vicious cycle do you couple that with you know psychotherapy techniques or like yes, uh, somatic tracking type of stuff what what else do you recommend for your yeah, clients to I, to you know, couple it with so that it's more effective.
1: Absolutely. They go for two things. They are they, it is always coupled with pelvic physical therapy. So they go to a pelvic physical therapist as well. And they also go to psychotherapist for CBT. And if they have any trauma, they go for EMDR or other forms of uh, psychotherapy. So there's always a psychotherapist attached with my office and also oh, a pelvic
0: physical okay. therapist. Okay, so that's kind of simultaneous, the pelvic therapy, usually, so you started with the evaluation first, you do mm-hmm. these injections, and then you refer to pelvic therapy, physical therapy, and psychotherapist, if need be?
1: It usually depends on how they are, like, you know, if I see inflammation, I have to control the inflammation, or I, or I have to give them treatment for yeast infections, but if I see there is hormonal deficiency and there's a lot of atrophy or vestibulitis and they are postmenopausal, that's aggravating pain, then I have to control everything on the vulva because vulva is a huge piece in pain because gynecologists, regular gynecologists are not trained really to look at the vulva as much as a sexual medicine gynecologist can do that because we all focus on putting a speculum inside the vagina and goes straight for that cervix. We don't pay much attention to the clitoris. We don't pay much attention to the vestibule or the labia or the labia majora. And you know, there are some urologists who will look at the vulva much more keenly because they focus on the urethral opening like the bladder opening outside, but as gynecologists in residency training, they don't really focus much on the vulval anatomy and vulval changes. So for me, making that vulva Less painful is much easier for me than to refer the patient to pelvic physical therapist because if her vulva is hurting, she's not going to be benefiting a lot from pelvic physical therapy
0: because oh, the okay. pelvic
1: therapist cannot put in her finger and do manual release or do any form of internal therapy if there is a lot of inflammation on the outside. Mm.
0: So you control the inflammation or you want to first edit that. I understand that in your hands, what has been the success rate with these, with the combination of these techniques that you use, you know, how many, I know we mentioned earlier, you have about 10% of your patients actually have fibromyalgia. I don't know whether you have specific numbers in that subgroup, or you can just tell me about the bovodinia.
1: I know this sounds really odd, but a majority of my fibromyalgia patients, 95 to 98%, they get relief really? from sexual pain. Yes, sexual pain.
0: That's it, it, it is,
1: they will have body aids. Like, you know, I have patients of fibromyalgia who are on uh, naltroxone, who are on Lyrica, who are on um, um, your other fibromyalgia medications because I don't prescribe them, but they are managed by a fibromyalgia doc like you. So when they come to me, sexual pain is 95 to 98% relieved with the treatment that they're receiving from me. And that automatically makes them better because it improves their relationship. They, right. they feel more happy. They feel more happy and fulfilled and they're more connected to their partners and they have that joy in their relationship. And believe me, with that much of endotoxins and the good hormones that come with that relationship, they feel a lot better in their pain and the way they cope with their fibromyalgia pain. So, I have a pretty good success rate with my fibromyalgia patients. The only variable here is the time that it takes. Like, if a patient comes to me with sexual pain of six months, he's going to come out of it faster compared to some. Compared to somebody who has come to me with six years of pain, like, you know, she has battled six years of sexual pain and then she finds me and then I'm seeing her in the office. That will take us a long time to bring her back, like six months, like three to six months. And,
0: And how do the treatment recommendations differ in a patient who is only there, who only has symptoms for several months, as opposed to a woman who has had symptoms for several years? How do the treatment recommendations differ in those two,
1: I think scenarios. the treatment recommendations would be the same based on where this pain is arising from. Like, you know, it's the duration of treatment will be. Mm. duration, so the physical therapy will be shorter. She will not be seeing pelvic physical therapist every week, and it will just be for about three or four weeks. Like, I have a young girl recently in my practice, she's like 28 years old. And she had sexual pain for about six months, and I just treated her for eight weeks, and she's doing amazing. Like she mm-hmm. is coming to me and said, "Oh my god, you gave my life back." But then I have other patients who would and just
0: to treat- just to interrupt, and you did the injections, the trigger injections in her. Yes, I, oh, okay. did,
1: I, mm-hmm. I had to do trigger injections, and I had to do some creams, hormonal creams, and uh, you know some of the neuropathic or neuromodulators. You know, I don't know if you use those in uh, in uh, fibromyalgia patients like uh, duloxetine and other stuff. So- I do.
0: I do. But in my coaching practice, our majority of my patients who come, who do not require medications necessarily, we, we focus on the coaching part. So anyways, I didn't mean to interrupt that. So you use the um, topical treatments and the injections and in a woman who comes, who has had symptoms for longer, what do you do there differently?
1: Um, They will stay on the maintenance treatment for longer. They will be on a longer physical therapy. As you said, you know, coaching is a big piece. Like, you know, you work on your mindset and pain coping skills. And all of this is done by my psychotherapist and they come with me. And, you know, some of their lifestyle is impacting their pain, you know, like the way they are moving and the way they are thinking and how do they cope with pain. So, a lot of coaching goes into their lifestyle hacks and how do you manage pain? How do you look, or cope with pain? So these are the things that go in in a long-term management of pain. Mm-hmm. So it's not just medication. Most of these pains, not just sexual pain, it could be any pain, spinal pain or you know headaches or anything. You have to bring in coaching piece into this pain. Yeah. You know, because with just treatment, It's not going to stay at bay. I mean, they'll feel great for a few months, but then they will revert back to the same issues of lifestyle issues and, you know, stress management, sleep and diet and movement. Like majority of these fibromyalgia patients, some of them have sciatica. They have like tight joints. They have like tight muscles in their lower extremities. So they continue to see pelvic physical therapy or do home exercises. And they need an accountable partner like you. If you are doing coaching, they need to come back and see their coach every week. And, you know, just be accountable and continue to do this and they feel better and better. Do
0: you work with, when you, specifically in reference to your clients with fibromyalgia, do they have psychotherapists or coaches specifically for, her, for their pain? They, yeah, yeah,
1: I don't have a coach and you are my go-to person, so you can enlighten yes. me. <laughs> I would love to have you as my referral source. I don't have a fibromyalgia dedicated course here, I'm a coach, uh, sorry, in Raleigh or Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But I would love to send my patients, especially to I would
0: office. love your business. I would love the referrals. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It,
1: so it, tell it, me it, how, um, I mean, let's share, how would you take a patient of mine, a short-term fibromyalgia pain patient who's come to me for sexual pain or a long-term one? How would I take them? Or Yeah, yeah for coaching. Like, what would be oh, the I, framework?
0: So I do ask that they are seen... So now the microphone switch. Now I'm the interviewer. <laughs> I Aww. I do ask. No, I love it. I love it. I do ask that. So I see my patients. I see in the in the, in my office, and I confirm the diagnosis of fibromyalgia by ruling out everything else. But those who are my online or long distance clients. I do, I do ask that they are seen by a rheumatologist. I feel rheumatologists are best suited to diagnose fibromyalgia. And then we, basically I start with them where they are. I take an intake form. I talk to them about what they have already tried, how long they have it, pain. We talk kind of about their story. And I ask about how much they already know about fibromyalgia. I never want to assume somebody you know, does how much they know. And I explain the neuroplastic pain of it, the neuroplastic piece of it, how the brain and Mm upregulation of the pain in the brain is responsible. And we kind Mm -hmm. of take it from there, but I focus on, I do prescribe medications for my in-office patients, not for my coaching clients. I ask Mm -hmm. that they have their physicians, their primary care physician, rheumatologist, but I rely and I, My hope is that they do not require medications long-term for the future because the techniques I teach, the basically somatic tracking and emotional expression awareness therapy, all these things that are meant to decrease the high alert signals from the brain. Mm Long-term, that's what is meant to help. And it does work for many of my many of my patients in the office i'm new to the coaching part but yeah so
1: where i would love dr z i will definitely send i am (laughs) so happy to have somebody who can do coaching for fibromyalgia patients because i do see a lot of them in sexual pain but they also have generalized body aches and if, uh, Mm -hmm. if the doctor who understands fibromyalgia can do this emotional tapping and the pain, like, you know, how do you desensitize that central sensitization of pain like you? I would love to send them to you.
0: Of course. And I would feel very privileged and honored to have you as a referral source. For my listeners who listen to my podcast and who after listening to you would love to connect or check you out, where can they find you? How would they, if they are in, well, you said that you can see both in a person. In yes.
1: I can, see yeah. them. I can see them as patients in North Carolina, anywhere in North Carolina and anywhere from anywhere in Wisconsin. And if they just want to consult me to get an idea about what is vulva pain, vaginal pain, and they're battling with fibromyalgia and vulvo vaginal pain, and they just want to be educated, informed, and want to empower themselves with information, so they can take it to their gynecologist. They can send me an email from my website, and my website is the, uh, alray a l r a y m d dot com, and uh, they can find me on alray md dot com. Okay.
0: I'll put it in, in the notes for the
1: po- podcast. Okay. And I'm there on Facebook and Instagram, so I try to educate people about menopause, perimenopause, and uh, vulvovaginal pain. And I'm also there on uh, my handle for Instagram is Alray Dr Yas dot M D Dr Yas Y A S dot Alray A L R A Y M D, and uh, my Facebook is. Dr. Hajira Yasmin, and it is Alray Direct Gynecology and Intimate Health Center. Alray what? Direct. Oh,
0: oh Alray direct.
1: direct Gynecology.
0: Okay. And Intimate Health Center. What is? That's it? the name
1: of my practice.
0: Yeah. What does what does Alray mean? I'm I'm sorry if I'm not if I missed it. I-
1: no, no, that's totally fine. Yeah. It, it, it just means like a ray of hope for my patients all the time. Oh. Like, you know, a ray of sunshine, a ray of hope. And, uh, you know, they can come and see me and they can get the knowledge and the treatment and uh, find the sunshine and light in their lives.
0: I love that. And you are so positive. You are a ray of sunshine and you're so knowledgeable. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm not saying goodbye yet because I think we may have you back <laughs> in, in the future. Goodbye. But I, I appreciate your time. And
1: yeah, let's stay in touch. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Dr. Z. It was great talking to you today. Thank you. If
0: you like this episode, please share with someone who can benefit from it too. For questions and comments, you can find me on Facebook under Martina Lenartova, that is M A R T I N A L E N A R T O V A, or on my website at www.martinazingenbeinmdcoaching.com. And that is mdcoaching.com. And lastly, as always, I appreciate a lovely five-star review or feedback from you at any time.